What are the people gonna be screaming when Jamaica takes the hill? Who will run it? Beautiful. I like yeah. it. Very strong. Nice, very nice. Uh, what exactly does it mean? Cool runnings means peace be the journey. Peace be the peace journey. Peace be the yeah. journey. <laughs> and we're live here on the Peace Be the Journey podcast. I'm here with Michael post fight from the IBJJF. Dallas Summer Classic. Oh, we're going to wait for the drop. I was going to cut the music. We're waiting for the drop. (laughs) That was dad's request. That was a good drop. Yeah. All right. Thank you for the, the techno. Diamond Dan. Neil Johansson. How many viewers we got currently? Yell it out. Oh. All right. While he's looking that up, we're going to get going. So we just got done with the Dallas Open Jiu-Jitsu, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu tournament. Mm-hmm. And myself and Michael Trujillo. Yeah competed on the stage that is Kitty McGee Arena Mm -hmm. at the Texas Women's University in Denton, Texas. Michael, tell us how your experience was. (laughs) That's a very broad question. Uh, How my... (laughs) How my experience was. Uh, It was good. It was a, you know, a good learning experience. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was a good experience. What happened? Okay. I Tell us what happened. Like the final outcome? Just what happened? What was your experience? Well, we got there early. So to make sure that weigh-in and everything like that was going to be correct and accurate and that we were under. Uh, and there was a lot of... Wait, what is the first thing we did today? Tell them the whole process. What do we do? We woke up and put trash bags on and shorts and a sweatshirt with hoodies and took the dogs for a walk to go sweat out just some extra... Uh, extra poundage so that we could enjoy some coffee and some water to make sure that whatever we ingested today wasn't going to uh, make Ruin the way. Yeah, experience. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The battle before the battle. Exactly. All right. So tell us what happened after you weighed in. What was your experience in the Masters One female division? So from official check in. Uh, went in to the bullpen and I was not there for very long actually at all. Um, my fight was moved up quite a bit. They were moving earlier than, um, than they, I don't know than they normally do, but anyway, they were moving faster. My, uh, original time was supposed to be at like 1215 
And then it got moved up to 1151. And I actually think that I went on earlier than that is at least what it felt like to me. Let's just say I was scheduled to go on at 11.05 and I started fighting at like 11.15. And Michael started her match when I started my second match, which was probably around 11.30. So she was 15 minutes after I was about. Yeah. So my fight got moved up like 45 minutes, which is a, a decent chunk of time. So... Um, caught me a little off guard for it because I thought I was going to be able to watch your match. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had to, I didn't even get to see yours because before your, before your match started, I had to go run, put on the top of my gi, get my belt and do all that and go check in. So I didn't get to, it's, I think this is the first time I actually haven't seen one of your tournament matches. It's the first time she's never seen one of my tournament matches except for the first Couple yeah. tournaments you can go to. But then I was on the mat right next to you, which is also awkward. So we were both like competing at the exact same time. Just like an open mat. Yeah, just like an open mat. Um so I went and I was Mom is being very distracting right now. She's trying to be inconspicuous and writing something on a note. Oh. 11.49 start time. She wanted to correct us and let, him, let us know that Michael started at 11.59. So. 49. 49. We stand corrected. Mm-hmm. But still much earlier than anticipated. Um, so it threw me off a little bit because I was rushing. And it kind of took away my time to, like, settle my mind. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, I just really wanted a moment to just kind of stand there and, like, go inside and like call myself and do all that. And I turtle guard. Yeah. Couldn't really do that. So, um, so instead went on the mat, it all goes a lot faster than you're anticipating. I think also, cause you, at least for me, I was, I don't know, like all of a sudden it was go botch. And I was like, which for those of you who don't know, that means fight. So that means go. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, we're, we're doing this right now. Okay. <laughs> We're in it. That's actually what I thought in my mind at the moment. And we had two restarts. So the first restart was uh, referee stopped the match to uh, my opponent's pant legs were too short. So he had her readjust her pants so that they had a little bit more length. Um, And then... Because there are, we can talk about this later. There's rules and regulations to to how your gi is supposed to fit. What? Go! I'm just animating. Uh huh. To how your gi is supposed to fit because it can uh, give a disadvantage to your opponent because they can't get grips on certain areas. I know it seems like a ridiculous thing, but it's to make sure that you're not like trying to take away somebody's ability. So, uh, so she had to readjust her pants. Okay. And then we went for another start and then we got grips on each other. And right as I was taking her for my cross collar throw, the arm drag, if you will. Yes. And or not uh, the arm drag, the collar drag, collar drag. I stand corrected again by myself and Michael. Yes. Well, I was also corrected. So, is that too? We stand corrected by each other. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> ideally, 
as I was just about to go and do that, she jumped guard. And she it's a penalty, actually, against her. And so they had to stop the match and restart again. Um, so for white belts, you're not allowed to do what's called jumping guard in at least IBJJF. And so what that means is literally for a takedown that somebody just not quite like that. And it's like you're standing and then they go, ah, like they jump up and like bring you down like that. Sort of, yeah. So that's against the rules for this competition. Because you can break your knees or injure yourself very badly if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You and your and the person that you're doing it with, yeah, you could, there can be a lot of injuries that could happen for sure. A lot of injuries. Yeah. So um, anyway, so we reset again. And then so when we reset again – had to get grips again, and then I was going to try to do the same takedown, but she was doing a good job of, like, defending against that. So then I ended up pulling guard, which I was my plan. That was what I was going to do. And I had her in guard for a while. I had an attempted submission, so my favorite choke that we were discussing, cross-collar choke. We were disgusting. Disgusting. It's disgusting. Disgusting it. Um... So cross collar and she ended up getting out of it, but I got a, an attempt point for sure for that. And then, um, and then she worked on my guard quite a bit, which was, she was really working both with her posture and with her, her arms and like her body to like pull my legs apart so that she could get out and it was really, really working my grips really hard. So I had like like this on her at different times. And so she was really pulling against that. Um, so my forearms were actually getting really fatigued more than anything else. And, uh, and then she finally got out and then she was on top. So then she got a couple of points because she was able to get um, side control. Well, she got basically a sweep side control. And, um, and then she ended up, I ended up tapping on, on a choke that I just could not get out of because I was partially pinned. She was on mount Mm -hmm. and, um, she had worked her way around. So I forget, I don't know if this is, this is called a baseball choke where they take your lapel from one side, bring it around and then also pin the other arm down. Not my arm, her arm to like. So she took it, made her way around, actually, oh, so, like, and she, had with the lapel or the arm like that. She had like that. Not my arm. No. Not my arm. So, so like that. The lapel was around. So she had you like that. Yes. That was an Ezekiel. Yeah. So she did an Ezekiel choke on me. I tried. I could not get out because as she did a good job of pinning me down. And eventually I had to tap or pass out. So I decided to not pass out and I tapped. And then I was real bummed. This is actually the first time I'm actually hearing what happened in the match. The play-by-play? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I didn't even know she got tapped out until just now. Yeah, I got tapped. I did not realize that. Yeah. How come I didn't know that? I don't know. No one fucking told me that you got tapped out. I'm sorry. That's crazy. I'm sorry. 
So Ezekiel choked, the exact choke that I was choking somebody else out with on the other mat, you got choked out with. Yeah. On your first tournament. Yeah. And you took third. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Eight. First tournament, you took third. Good job. Thank you. It's fantastic. I'm proud of you. No, seriously, it's <laughs> badass that you did that. Not many people do that, period. True. I've had my uh, my own issues with it throughout the day, as one might imagine, you know. So One does imagine. One does imagine. That's why I took a nap. Yeah, you imagined it well, for me. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh I've done all kinds of talking myself through how I feel about this. Basically. Well, you're going to be pissed off enough to like want to go do it again. Yeah, cuz that's what I do. Mm-hmm. I do that. Mm-hmm. But that's also part of like my thought process today afterwards. For like the long drive home and like me not talking and not really any conversation was me thinking about, is this kind of what I do in my life? My first attempt is generally a failure of some kind. And then that actually means I'm probably going to be good at it because then I just keep on keeping on and like work harder. And that's what ends up happening. So I'm going to take this as just means I'm going to be good. You are going to be good if you want to be good at it. That's how I'm choosing to look at it. You're going to be good at it. That's called a growth mindset, everybody. Mm-hmm. PMA, if you will. Yeah. Well, congratulations on stepping out on the mat and being a female badass. There's not many of those out there today. Thank you. The lack of role models with today's Instagram titty culture. <laughs> We're getting fucking deep now. <laughs> I was going to say, but there's Scarlett Johansson. She was like. Who also that? showed her titties. So uh, that's not what I mean. It's kind of ironic. Part of titty culture. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and ass culture. I'd say Instagram is like 60% ass and 40% titty culture. Yeah. I think almost all women who are portrayed in Hollywood as being like a badass are happy titties. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying you're a real life badass. Thank you. Unlike these role mo- role models <laughs> that are just solely participating in ass and titty culture. Thank you. You're going choking bitches out. True. On the reg. On the and reg. getting choked out in the process to I, learn. I actually still have a red mark from the choke on the side of my neck there. It happened. It happened. It happened. And it happened a number of hours ago is also what should be pointed out that I still have a red mark and it happened right now. At What time is it? It's 7, 10. We competed at 11. Yeah. So the lady that she competed against um, was very sweet after the match, but when she's on the mat, <laughs> like it was, it was like, insane to see like the the difference in what a person can be on and off the mat she was like completely warriored out then off the mat she's just like oh you're nervous they're all like talking and being nice to each other we were talking but on the mat she was like (laughs) the only way i can like describe it yeah you saw like two minutes of my i saw the first two minutes and then i had to go in my last match yeah 
and then I go botched. You got front row seats, basically. The best seats in the house for such a thing. No, my booty was facing you. Well, for the well, for the, the two, two minutes. Two minutes I could watch it. Yeah. So that was my play by play. And then let's see, then I got to um wait for the second match to go down and see what happened. Well, to see who won first. Ah, uh, so you stayed in the, the area? No, no. It happened later. Um, so it was over as like, cause I thought for sure it would have been done already, but no, it was not. And so, um, let's see. Yeah. So I saw my opponent afterwards in like the ward area and, uh, we talked a little bit. She was a very nice lady. Like I, like I said, I'm sure she's a very nice lady and she was, um, she, her comment was, cause she asked how long I had been training for. And then, and so I said, you know, one year, but this is my first tournament. And which her response to that was, is that she could tell, um, she could tell it was my first, well, it's a bold statement. Well, this is why she thought she no, said, she could totally tell. She, was good. she said when she, uh, got grips on me that she could tell that I was like, not like shaking nervous, but like that I'm shaking. Yeah. And so, and she like processed the fact that I was probably, probably my first time. So, yeah. So it happened. I think one of my first concerns was before not having any idea as far as where I stood because I don't, practice with people in my division hardly ever. Mm-hmm. So, and that was the main like worry for me is that I had no clue where I kind of stood in things. But so now I know, um, I think I felt really like physically weak. I think that was part- partially due to the, you know, cutting weight beforehand and then just stress overall. What were you stressed about? So stress. Just kidding. I mean, that's just. <laughs> well, that I mean, you can be stressed in multiple areas of your life, and I have been stressed in multiple areas of my life. So there's that. Yeah, but we're talking about the post jiu-jitsu tournament, right? No, that's all I'm going to say. Feedback. That's all I'm saying. Congratulations on competing and doing your thing. Thank you. I'm super excited that you got out and signed up last minute and then went through with it and yeah. were able to cut weight and actually make weight and go compete in one of the hardest things you can do modern day. Mm-hmm. Tell so, me about your experience today. My experience is a little bit more uplifting guys <laughs> or guy or girl that is watching. Whoever Singular. is watching. It's probably just one person. Well, you guys are watching it live and we'll, we have three viewers. We have three viewers. How many viewers do we have, Dad? Call it out. Two. We have three. We got two viewers. We have two people watching right now. All right. Shout out to the two people watching. (laughs) 
Um, so my tournament experience was I woke up this morning and I walked with Michael wearing a trash bag. And then I went to the golf course and I let my little dog that's sitting right here. Her name's Lana, cutest dog in the world. I let her run around without a leash on to get her primal raw energy out so I could absorb that energy and take it to the mats, which I did. So we get to the Denton, the Denton TWU University Arena, Kitty McGee Arena, and I walked in and I weighed in. Actually, the first thing I did is I actually warmed up. I started like walking in circles around the mats, and then I did 50 push-ups, and then I did some air squats, and then I literally just did the laps around the, the mats until it was my turn to compete. And I was just like in the zone. I walk into the area where you go to take weight and I tested my weight on the practice scale. And then I went into the actual official scale Mm -hmm. and I was two pounds under. And then I just drank a shit ton of water. I was sitting there for probably a good 30 minutes waiting to compete. And then the tournament director came and got me and Joel Michael Stanley and led us to Matt five where we then just just proceeded to do battle under the rules of IBJJF tournament for white belts. Five-minute round. We started. I grabbed a collar grip. I think I just had a collar grip and maybe a sleeve grip or probably two collar grips, and I just started yanking down and then knocked him off balance right away, single-legged him, got him in half guard, and then I stabilized the half guard poorly, but I got him stable. And then I went to mount. I was able just to literally just push his legs from the half guard into a mount, which shouldn't shouldn't be that easy. I probably should have had to go to, to side control, but I went straight to mount somehow. Um, and then from there, I decided to attack two submissions. I was doing a... The first submission I was attacking was a Ezekiel. I was trying to punch choke, but he was defending it pretty well. And then I'd switch over to the Americana key lock. And then I'd go back to the Ezekiel. And I just went back and forth the whole time. I didn't stop attacking him once. Um, actually, when I got into the half guard, I missed this part. The first thing he did is he said, how's it going? Like he literally talked to me <laughs> while he was in, in my half guard. He was like, how's it going? And I just like shut the fuck up because like I'm not gonna sit there and have a conversation with somebody when I'm rolling. Did you really say that? No, I didn't tell him to shut the fuck up. Okay. I, I just shut the fuck up. Like okay. I just didn't acknowledge the fact that he said anything to me. And I took his um lapel out of his belt and I tied his other arm down so he couldn't use his other arm. So I had a cross face and I was holding this lapel that was holding his arm down, so I had this arm free. So then I went and I dug in and I tried the Ezekiel choke. And I tried it more like a punch choke, but with the Ezekiel grip, and that failed. So then I let go of the cross face and went for the Americana. I was able to twist his arm all the way that way, which tells me that I didn't bring the arm to the hip enough, but I was in the moment. I forgot to do that, and he was fighting back, so it was hard. Uh, so I just kept going back and forth between those things. And then with the last – there were 16 seconds left on the clock when I finally got that Ezekiel deep enough to finish him. Um, I had the cross face. I actually grabbed my – grabbed my sleeve grip and I got the arm all the way in and then he tapped with 16 seconds left. So I was pretty stoked that I got a submission on my first mat. And then 
it was probably a good 30 and maybe 15 to 30 minutes. I don't know. Time was so skewed today. 15 minutes. Like 15 minutes to my next match. And this like, this dude's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, like this is a massive dude. His name, what is his name? Kyler. Kyler Hughes from Jory Malone Jiu-Jitsu. And we're sitting there waiting to go on. And he leans over and he's like, I looked you up on Instagram, dog. Like, I saw you won the, the Dallas Open already. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was great that he told me that before we fought. Like, that was that was key. Because then we got on and we slapped and then basically fell into side control. And then from there, I went to mount. And then I attacked Americana. And then he flipped over to Turtle and I took his back. So, like, while I was in a mount, I let go pressure of the mount so he could just flip over because he was defending the Americana. So he flipped mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. and then I got the hooks in, and then I got the arm with the sleeve, and then I got the other arm, and I just did the collar choke from the back, and that probably happened within the first minute and a half minute, maybe the first minute. Yeah. It was really quick. So I won both my matches by submission, in a four-man division, super heavyweight, adult, white belt, and I took the gold, and I'm pretty excited. I'm glad it's over because mm-hmm. now I'm not stressed out, and we're sitting here enjoying some drinks mm-hmm. and telling everybody about our tournament. So We've eaten some carbohydrates, which have been delicious. I think uh, while I was waiting to go on the podium, uh, Danny very nicely handed me my Gatorade that I have been waiting to drink. And I just, I, uh, I pounded that as much as I can pound that. I think I drink like half of it in, in one whole, one whole go. It was delicious. Delicious. And when we went to, we went to Texas Roadhouse with our professor, Danny's parents, uh, one of our other teammates, professor's wife, who's also a teammate, and professor's mother. This is very official right here. And um, they have those rolls there. Those rolls. Really good. Really, really, really good. I think we destroyed those. They had to like refill all of our baskets like three, three or four times. Something like that. Delicious. I ate a whole basket when I sat down. Like immediately ate a whole basket of sweet rolls. I did not have a whole basket. I had two. But I started to feel like like I was drunk, actually, after eating those those two rolls. And I hadn't had anything. Like sugar is serious. <laughs> it, is, it is serious. I started to feel... A little tipsy. Little tipsy people. Little tipsy. Mm-hmm. From bread. We severely need two microphones. We do. Should I show should I show my carb stash that I had spoken yeah, about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh last time I discussed how I've been hoarding carbs for today. And so I thought I'd bring them all out uh, so I can show you what I have. Um So I have three New York bagels. Actually from New York. Actually from New York, yeah. Uh, I have a berry Danish. Definitely healthy for you, 100%. 
whether you're dieting or not. Um, also, blueberry muffins. Good. And I definitely got my Coca-Cola. That happened. I've been enjoying that. And then we've also in, been enjoying smell call that we haven't been able to enjoy. Um, I just don't drink a lot much anymore. Nor do I. But we've got like a nice bottle of bubbly. Mm-hmm. To celebrate. Yay. We did it. We did it. We're, we're still here. I'm alive. We're going to train tomorrow and try to get better. Mm-hmm. I can't train tomorrow because I have to work. Late? Yeah. Well, damn. I'm training tomorrow. He's training tomorrow. So, uh, we did get some swag for doing the Dallas Open. You get these nifty shirts that Danny is modeling here. Why don't you show them this this beautiful shirt? That That is very nice. I have one. Mine is not as large as Danny's. I think this is my only green shirt that I own. They've just expanded my wardrobe. We just did battle. We did. Not going to lie. I'm disappointed in myself. But that's a good thing. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Although I really want to say that I'm disappointed in you to make you feel bad as a joke, but I know how badly that would actually hurt right now. Not a good time. So I thought it'd be more appropriate to tell you how I actually feel. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm actually proud of you. I appreciate that. Thank you. I really want to, I really want to fuck with you though. I know. <laughs> I know. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Today did today required a discussion with the parents for the um, you know the pep talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that happened. Yeah, and I was reminded of the this is a good thing. What you do, this is what you do. Like this is that I I jump in the deep end. But that's what I do, and then and then I get better, and. I think my mom's analogy was describing it like driving. Mm -hmm. She's like, before you get your license, you're driving with somebody else the entire time. You have your permit and everything's fine. You think you got it and everything's all good. And then you go and you get your license and then you get in the car for the first time driving by yourself. And it's a whole other deal. Mm -hmm. And she's like, so that's what you did. And she also pointed out the fact that there's plenty of people who never do competitions. And there's, yeah, there's a lot of people that just train. Yeah. She's like, there's plenty of people that don't do competitions. She's like, but you actually went and you did one. She's like, that speaks a lot to, you know, your character and who you are and that you don't just, you know, especially in being something like jujitsu, being a girl doing this. And it's just not, I'm just there for fun. You know, that I take it seriously and that, that I was willing to do that and put myself out there. You're willing to test your techniques against other people yes you're not one of these like fake martial artists that were around a lot very predominant in the 90s where they would say they were like mastered a martial art 
Right. But then that was never actually battle tested. Like you went out there and you tested Mm -hmm. your techniques Mm -hmm. against another human being that's trying to kill you. Yeah. And fight, play. Then I was rules, not actually kill you, but like, yeah, metaphorically killing you. And then I was, you know, getting down on myself as I do and saying, like, I got a medal and I got third, but I also lost and I'm a failure, you know, because there wasn't that many people in my division. And, but she also pointed out the fact she's like, there are probably many people more than just the people that were in your division today that would qualify for your division that were not in it. And they were not in it. And you were, and just those people were. So it's not a failure. She's like, the fact that you even went and that you did it is a win. And should be commended. Your mom is a badass. (laughs) That's what she said. That's what she said. Literally. I missed the whole FaceTime chat because I was sleeping. We did not FaceTime. That may happen later. Oh. Um, my dad was not there. We so. will FaceTime father and mom. We will FaceTime you sometime after this podcast ends. We might even fi- FaceTime you on the air. Dude, let's do that. Let's FaceTime your parents on the air. And we don't have to tell them we're on the air, but we'll just FaceTime them. Like, that would actually be fun. <laughs> they would see. And it would be, like, super, like, natural. But then there might be some, like, personal things. Yeah. It might be weird. Not that this is not personal. This, this is very I, this personal. Is very personal. <laughs> you see my dog. Like, that's yeah. very personal. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, this is Lana over here. It's Lana. I named her after Lana Del Rey. Mm-hmm. She met Danny. At on the rescue. On, on television. T- on TV. This is not her first uh, public appearance in that way. As you can see, she's very natural. She's on the news. Very natural on in front of a camera. My dog. Mm-hmm. What was, uh, so Lana was not her first name. Her name was Lily. That was her slave name. It was, I called dogs from the shelter with shelter names, slave names, because it was like given to someone, like given to them from someone that does not actually like mm-hmm. love them. Well, in some cases that's not the case, but for the most part, if you go to like a hardcore shelter, well, I take that back completely because most people that are working at the shelters typically care about dogs a lot, yeah. but they don't have like their actually owner's name. So it's like <clears> a <throat> false name because in my opinion, from all my dog training experience, you can pretty much call a dog anything if you're a new person in their life and they will respond to you by that thing. It's not like a human being where they have like an identity. They just, if one person calls them Lana from the time they met them to forever, it's going to know it's named to be Lana. So it's not like she was attached to this name. Yeah. I changed it because I didn't like, I didn't want to call my dog Lily. Lily. I thought that would be like. She doesn't even respond to it. Lily. Yeah. It's not her name. No. Her name's Lana. Um, <laughs> but yeah. She's my favorite thing in the world. I know. And I have panic attacks from when I'm not with her. Mm-hmm. Well, she's like a live Muppet. She's very cute. She also knows that she's super cute and she works it real hard is also the other thing I would like to say. She's, she should teach classes to other dogs on how to be adorable because she, she definitely knows. She knows. 
A freaking dog, dude. She's so cute. <laughs> but yeah, so we did the tournament and we're hanging out with my dogs and or my dogs <laughs> and my parents. They're sitting here silently. My mom's on the medicine ball again playing poker. My dad's being the sound man in the other room. So how was it for you that you had both of your parents there today? It was really... Honestly, I'm just glad I didn't fuck it up. Because like, if I would have like not taken first, I would have felt like I let them down because I made them come out here. So like the fact that I took first made the whole thing feel right. So... Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. How was it for you having my parents here? <laughs> uh, it was nice having them at the tournament because, you know, always having support is good. Um, it should be noted that this is also the first time that I'm really meeting Danny's parents in person oh yeah I forgot about that. yeah <laughs> so uh his dad is not like his dad just showed up yesterday or anything like that so gotten to know each other and that's been good um and your mom came in on friday right friday mm-hmm. and uh so that's been good i'm glad that we had yesterday to kind of have time i had to work on friday so i really didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with them, but I think that was good because then you and your mom could actually spend time together. We did spend time together. Good. She was playing poker the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys get to spend time with each other without me, like, you know, prying and all of that. So on Saturday, it was good. I think we got to spend some good time, although majority of it was at at the uh, at the tournament, watching and supporting the team that you know the day before, um, but yeah. Did they show up today? Who? Your other team members. Yes, some of them. Yes. Did. The Two pe- people that like me showed up. I don't know. I'm just being being stupid. And I'm just being yoga, but like mm-hmm. the mental mental yoga B. You just be. B. What's it called, Dad? Being in the now. Self awareness. No, the, the yoga. What's the Kriya Yoga. Kriya Yoga. If you have not heard of Kriya Yoga and you want to know more about Kriya Yoga. Click on the search bar because you're watching this on YouTube or if you're on Anchor, pull up a Google and Google Kriya Yoga. I don't know how to spell it, but you'll figure it out. (laughs) Google will help you, I'm sure. (laughs) It'd be like, you mean this, right? Like, sure, sure, that's what I meant, Google. Thank you. K and then the word yoga, K-R yoga. Mm -hmm. You'll be set. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Yeah, my house is filthy. I've got alcohol everywhere. Not everywhere, but like there's two cans and a bottle. Cheers. Yeah, we should cheers. We should cheers. Cheers to our first tournament fighting at the same time. On the same mats next to each other. Yes, that's unusual. 
It was very specific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if they did it on purpose, but I doubt. I doubt that they did it on purpose. Mm. Shout out to Uncle Pete who, who called and he told me congratulations and he told Michael congratulations. Thank you, Uncle Pete. Oh, thank you, Uncle Pete. You were the original gangster. We have never met, but uh, thank you for the support. <laughs> Uncle Pete's a badass. Badass motherfucker. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we did our post-fight podcast. Mm-hmm. Lana's made her first appearance on the YouTube so we had Rogan last time. We have Lana this time. Benji's under the podcast table. Yeah, I don't know that Benji's ever going to come out. And Benji, although it sounds like a very common dog name, is actually a cat. It's a cat. Did I call him a dog? No. Oh. Or just we've never spoken of Benji before. So there's right. Would... There's if there's like this is going to be on the internet. People don't know what's up with Benji. No. Benji's the rescue cat. Yeah, he's doing good. He's a gangster, dude. He's also a gangster. Not as, not as gangster as Uncle Pete, but he's been through some shit. <laughs> and and he's very talkative. Yeah, he likes to he likes to meow for his food incessantly, and it kind of pisses me off. But mm-hmm. I let him live here because he was going to go to a cat sanctuary otherwise. But now he's here. I think he enjoys it here. He seems to like it. He has the spots that he goes to. We need to get him one of those kitty condos, though. I think he'd really enjoy that. Benji kitty condo. So he can perch and be a part of things. I like to perch. He likes to perch, too. And then maybe sometime we'll get the OSC on. We're going to start a section. Um, It's going to be in trial. You guys will let us know if you like it or not, but we're going to call it Ask Ask. And we're going to have give you guys the ability to ask Oscar questions. Oscar's, again, the Karen Terrier. And he's uh, he's got a haircut that looks exactly like Rod Stewart. And he's just literally the best angry old dog I've ever met. He has a lot of personality. A lot of personality. Let's just say that, yeah. So we will give you guys the ability to ask him questions in the YouTube comments Mm -hmm. um, when we do live streams in the future. Mm -hmm. But I think we cut it here because I feel really awkward and don't know what else to talk about. So Oh, I think we covered what we were going to talk about. So We did it. Yeah. And I feel like if we just drug this on any longer, I might have like a just really weird episode. So I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah. Probably wise. Thank you for watching. Yes, thank you. Peace be the journey podcast. Um, I love you all. Michael loves you all. I love you all. We're trying to be better people. That's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Dad, take us out with music. That was so good. That was so perfect. <laughs> that was so good. It's still alive. Oh. <laughs>